In yesterday's year we discussed the Chiv of buying and selling to a Yid. To give preference to a Yid when you're buying, if you have an option to buy from a Yid or a guy, or if to sell to a Yid or a guy, the preference should only be given to a Yid. It's learned from the Pasuk, that a person should give preference, the Kinyan and the Mechira should be Amisacha, should be to another Yid. The question arises, however, what's going to be when there's a loss a person has a potential to make a, a greater profit, and because he's going to a Yid, he's losing out on that profit, because the Yid is charging more money than the guy. So why should he give preference to the Yid? So the Ramah, the famous Ramah in Tshuva Simen Yud, in Tshuva Ramah, he's talking about reprinting the Rambam, and the Ramah rules, Ramah Paskins, that a person, a Yid has to buy from another Yid, even if the, the guy is selling at a cheaper price. The Ramah begins with the words, HaYisoyed HaGadol HaShlishi, the third great Yisoyed, third great foundation of this halacha. Hinehu b'medrus Tarius Kainim, Parashas Bahar. It's in the Tarius Kainim, Parashas Bahar, which we said yesterday, V'chisimkum memkum ha-misecha, etc. Limda Tarius, the embossed halikhnois k'neim yad ha-misecha, v'chein l'mechira. Hinehu b'hedya mefurish, says the Ramah, that even if the going, this other person who's coming to sell, even if he was just a regular person, he still should be given preference. Why? Because just the fact that he's a Yid is re- requires us to give him preference over the non-Jewish printer. Says there are more even further, and you might argue, the ain loimer, and don't say the zel dafrik shakusi by Yisrael noisim ba'arach of a mekach echad. Don't say that this is only talking about when the guy and the yid are charging the same price. Avlok shakusi moizel tvei, but if the guy is giving you a cheaper price, shari likach mameno, you're allowed to buy from him. Kedelar viach b'mekchay in order to have some extra profit. So you have a reason to go to the guy. Hine dvarim elu gamkein hevel hema. These words are nonsense, says Ramah, and he brings a writer from the Gemara Bava Metziah that a person is supposed to give preference to get lending money to, instead of lending money, beribis, to a guy, he's supposed to give preference and actually give it to a yid without ribis over the guy. So we see clearly that if you have a choice to make a profit by lending to a guy beribis or interest, in English, that, the halacha is that you do not go to, to, the, to the guy. Rather, you offer it to the yid interest-free. You give him a gemach, a free loan, without any interest, you give him preference. So we see clearly there's obviously a loss involved over here. So, and still, the Torah says you should give it, the Gemara says you should give it to the yid. Therefore, the same thing applies to when you're buying and you're selling. Even if there would have been a greater profit by selling it to the guy or buying it from the guy, nonetheless, you should give preference to the yid. Now, obviously, this needs explanation. So the Chavetz Chaim in Avos Chesed, Chelek Aleph, Perak Hamishi, Halacha Hei, says as follows. Vida, the Bedin Zesha Amarnu, the Yaktim Liyisrael, Bechinam, Milaknani, Beribis, that this Halacha that you should give a Jew preference to lend him without any profit, without any interest, Milaknani, Beribis, from giving a Goy, Beribis, Nechluku HaGdoylem Bezeh. The Gdoylei HaPoyskim, argue about it. Yesh Oimrim, some people say, some place can hold, 
Even if he's going to lend to a guy, even if he would have had a lot of profit, he would have made a lot of interest on the halva. Yeah, he would have made 25% interest. They hold that even in this case, a yid should be given preference and should be lent the money first, without any ribbis, right? The issue to lend to yid ribbis. So you're giving it to a yid with the halva, you can't charge any ribbis. This is the opinion of the Megillah Sefer, which is brought down in the Agav and the Siva Chesed, the Chavetz Chaim over there brings. And his opinion is that even if there's a big loss, and what's the rationale for this? So the Chavetz Chaim continues and explains, Because what's the loss? The loss, you're not going to lose any money, right? You could have made money. We're not discussing an actual loss. In business, this might be referred to as a loss in a certain way. But it's, in Allah, it's not. This is not a loss. This is considered a lack of revach. You could have made money, Nonetheless, you didn't. So not making a profit is not viewed as a loss. And therefore they hold that since you're not, you don't have any actual loss, it's just simply the fact that you're foregoing the opportunity to get a greater profit, having a mitzvah lending money to a yid is, is even a greater schar, is even a greater reward. So give the yid the halva without any interest. That's the opinion of the Megillah Sefer. The Yishayim says the Chavetz Chaim, the dafka this halacha was only said if it's a small amount. However, if the schar, if the reward would have been greater, then there's not, not no requirement. And then quotes that the mitzvah of lending is only applying when it's not such a a, a large hefsid. But if it's a large hefzid where you could have made a lot more money, in that case, even um, even the Ramah would agree that you only have to then you give preference to the to the guy, and you only have to lend to the to sell it to the yid if there was a a small markup. But if it's a large amount, avada, you have a right to buy and sell and then conduct a business with the with the guy who are giving you a better price. The Chavetz Chaim in the Siv Yud brings down the Truvus Ramah. He discusses the different rise of the Truvus Ramah. I would just like to point out that which he says at the end, that it's obvious that the Hefzid under discussion from that the Ramah is discussing is not talking about a large amount. It's talking about a, um, a feasible, a smaller amount of profit that he could have made, which he's giving up. And then the Chavaz Chaim ends off and points out also that obviously this is talking about a mitzvah as opposed to an iser. In other words... It's not an iser that you can actually... You can't take a person in Bezin, Mishpat, and say he did something wrong, or he was magic, or whatever, by going to the, um, to going to the non-Jew. Rather, it's just a mitzvah to support the Yid. Can, uh, we find different places, and he quotes a Sma in Simukufayin Hay, that actually discusses that Al-Pi there is no Chiyav in Helchus Mitzronus um, that the person had to give it to, to sell for a cheaper price. He, could, he, had, he wanted to sell it for the market price. However, that's still not, not a kiyam of the mitzvah, says the Chavetz Chaim, because the mitzvah demands that a person should bedafka sell it to the yid, even though it might be worth a little bit more. So now this idea of taking a small loss is discussed in different places. I believe the Chavetz Chaim himself writes that the amount 
of a small loss can be compared to the end of the Pasuk, that, which is the source of this halacha of Al-Tainu Ishas Achiv, which is the din of Aina, and Aina is up to a sixth. So until a sixth more, in other words, if the Yid is charging up to a sixth more, a person should do the chesed of buying from that Yid, and as opposed to a, a non-Jew. We're going to talk about a little bit later on exactly how to fund this extra amount. But now I just want to point out another thing, that included in the concept of accepting a loss, l'chaira is also included the concept of the customer service policies. If the customer service policies in the Jewish store are not up to par of that of the non-Jewish store, that itself would be an argument to allow a person to purchase from the non-Jewish store. For example, you have an Amazon, you have that they will accept returns almost without any kind of um, condi- in any kind of uh, conditions involved. You're allowed to return it in any condition, but, uh, unless obviously it's totally broken. But but if that any major difference, you can return it. So the return policies are a lot easier to deal with. Similarly, with Walmart and Home Depot, you find that their return policies are a lot easier to work with. And therefore, people prefer to buy in these stores. So the question would be, does that is that valid reason not to purchase from a Jewish store? The answer is that it is valid reason if the non, if the Jewish store does not have a competitive return policy. However, it's the proper thing, obviously, that the Jewish store should try to make it easier to have the items returned to them. Number one, and number two, the person is obviously going to be Mekayim a mitzvah, a much bigger mitzvah, if he purchases from the Jewish store, even though there is that risk that he might have to return it with a slightly worse return policy. But if he's had an experience, a bad experience with something, and therefore based on that, he's going ahead and buying from the non-Jewish store this particular item, he cannot be blamed for it, because technically this would go into the category of the words of the Ramah and the Tshuva, that when there's more than a small loss, you are entitled to purchase from the guy over the yid. The Minchas Yitzchak discusses this sugya at length, and the Minchas Yitzchak dis- uh, talks about what we mentioned before, which is what's considered the proper um, amount. How do we how do we gauge what's considered a lot more or a little more? The Chavetz Chaim said a lot more. You don't have to buy from a yid. A little more you do. So we said in passing, the Chavetz Chaim himself writes that it could be up to a sixth. And the Minchas Yitzchak himself, in Chel Gimel, Simon Kof brings this opinion. The Minchas Yitzchak says, he does not bring it from the Chavetz Chaim, he brings it from various other swarm, and he says, so he brings two opinions, up to a sixth, and he says even less than a sixth would be also considered too much. As we mentioned before, the Chavetz Chaim writes a sixth, and I believe that most Paiskim today will tell you that up to a sixth, you should accept the loss. Chubis Maram Shik, writes an interesting thing, that based on this halacha as well, of the mitzvah to support a yid, 
a person should exert himself to travel up to a mill, which is 18 minutes of a trip, in order to specifically buy from a yid. So many times we have a convenience store on the corner. On the other hand, you have a Yiddish mall where they're selling this in, in, a, in a Jewish store. There's a mitzvah to go to the Jewish store and buy from there. Again, something that most people would never think of. But here the Maram Sheikh is telling us that there is a mitzvah to go that extra mile and to buy from a yid. The Arach Shai in Chesh Mishvat Simakov Ayn Hei Sif Mem Vav Mem Aleph writes another interesting point that it may be that this halacha is only limited to items that have a fixed market price. Since they have a known market value, therefore if a person is getting charged extra by the Yid, he could, um, he can go with the Yid to, uh, if, it's, if it's only a small loss. But if it's more than that, he's not mechoyiv to go with the Yid. The Erech Shai seems to say that when we're talking about real estate, in real estate, a person has a right to claim that the land is a lot more valuable to him than the market price. So even though you have a Yid that may be offering a, a slightly under market price, which would be a lot less than the six that we mentioned before, so technically the Allah would require him to sell to the Yid. Nonetheless, the seller could say, listen, I really believe that this is worth much more than it shows up on the market on all these websites, that I believe it's worth much more than that, and therefore I'm not interested in going with the lower price. I'd rather wait around to see if I can get this higher price from this uh, non-Jew that's offering me the higher price. Now, it would seem fair to include in this exception anything that's not possible to give a, a market price. For example, if a person has a worker, we spoke about in the shiurim previously, the myths of the higher Jewish worker. Now, let's say this Jewish worker sits and plays on the phone all day long, or he comes late to work or whatever, and he's very difficult to deal with, obviously you cannot say that you're forced to hire such a worker because of the Pasuk of Echzak because this person is not, is not doing his end of the deal. It's not a, it's, it's, I, I'm not talking about something that you can fire him for. It's obviously we're talking about it wasn't such a terrible problem. But Lamaisa, there is this, this person who has a, a little bit of a history that he's not the most conscientious worker, and here you have a Geisha person who is an expert in this field, he's a talent or whatever it is, he has certain things he brings to the table which are more attractive, you do have the right to go ahead and hire the non-Jew as opposed to the Jew. Now again, if you can look for another Jew and it's easy for you to find it and you're not losing out by waiting around, the mitzvah would be to hire the, the yid, the Jew. But uh, in a case where you don't have that option, you just have sort of a bedeavid, um yid as opposed to a chathil guy, in that case... You would be allowed to go. You would be allowed to go with the non-Jewish worker. Rambam Shnermach and Shuvas on Hagos Chayshem Mishvat Krach Aleph Simon Tuf Tuf Hey writes, sort of to be Mlamitzchos on people that are not so careful with these halachas of buying and selling dafka to Yidden. Right, the go-to place for most people is Amazon, probably, and the reason for that, says Rambam Shnermach, is because things are a little different today than they used to be. It used to be that you're talking about a person who's literally counting on every single dollar that he was getting. But if he's simply trying to make a a large profit, his store is more than just for the basics, basics of life, the basic needs, he's allowed to, a person is not required to give preferential treatment to the Yid. Now this is a very big Kiddush, the very big chiddush, and he himself agrees that this is a chiddush, and therefore it is not brought down any place else. 
that that um, therefore the proper thing probably would not be to rely on this. However, he's just being malam and um and saying that it's possible to defend the people that do do this. I'd like to read the words of the Chuvas Anagas inside to show you that even though he gives this defense of the Minag to not do it all the time, he's still very bizarre that people do not try to be fairness the other Yidin. He says like this, Shamati liyashav minag ha'olam, she'ein makbidim b'zeh, de'ikar din ha'tariz kainim limkala mitecha dafka hu'begedek milos chaseh. That they view, that you could say that the, that the reason why people do this is because the view of this mitzvah is considered, it's, it's chaseh. Most people would view it as a chaseh, and that's what it really is. Lid like the Parnas of Israel to worry about the Parnas of another year. Avakshar Mercha Yesha Kadei Parnasase, Rak Mercha Yacher Kadei Lis Asher. He's selling expensive just to become rich. Ain Chiev Liknes in Menabiyaker. There is no Chiev to buy from his, because he wants to make, become rich on your Cheshman, you're not Machiev to buy from more expensive. Father Abakhayacha Zaidman, your life comes first. Why do you have to be the source of the other person's riches and you have to lose because of it? Most of the people selling in this market have the parnasa, or at least in what he's discussing. There is no chiv to do this. However, the Baiskim were not mechalic in this chilk. That means to say that it's not mefurish anywhere that you're allowed to rely on this heter. Now, probably what, what it boils down to is that a person has to use common sense. In other words, if the price that was overpriced is something that's really unfair and it's easily available for much cheaper and with for very little um, difficulty, very little tircha, uh, involved in getting it, nonetheless the Jew went ahead and marked it up, then already you could say, you know, it's not fair to be the, the victim of this person's um, intention to get, a, you know, to make a lot of profit. But if it's something that makes sense that you that it could be marked up, for example, it's something that does take effort to to, to get it and to stack it and whatever it is, so therefore it's it's logical that he should mark it up somewhat, therefore you should not rely on this heter. That would seem to be the common sense application of this halacha. Now, Moshe Sturmach himself writes in the next paragraph, that today people are not makbid to buy dafka from Rishayim Shabbos, and he's very mitzdar. You find that even if they sell for the same price, people have gotten so carried away with the idea of buying from Goyim that they won't even buy it even if it's for the same price. And he used to be dafka choose from Shomer Shabbos. When he would go to a pharmacy, he would send someone to buy from a pharmacy in base for kachas. His liknois eitzel Shomer Shabbos. You have an option to get in a pharmacy in Walmart or in a pharmacy by a yid. Chazanish was machped. Together from a Jewish pharmacy. Even though it was further away, because of the din of So, from the words of the Chazanish, we learn, and the words of the Mashturbach, that is definitely something that has been forgotten 
and people should make the effort to bring it back, and especially when the price is the same price. Without a doubt, a person should be mocked in another year. Now, I want to end off with the words of Tzedakah Mishvat. The Tzedakah Mishvat was written by Rabbi Yaakov Boy. It's an amazing sefer on the halachas of Meiser. And over there in the sefer Tzedakah Mishvat, he discusses if a person has an option to give money to a guy, I'm sorry, to a yid, over a guy, to buy from a yid over a guy, but there's going to be a slight loss. So he's talking about, over there he's talking more about the halacha of giving a parnasa to an ani, which, which he writes that a person can buy something from the ani and pay a little bit extra by using meister money, because even though he, he, would not, he has a cheaper place to buy it, so he can therefore get it for, for less than this person is charging, still, he should buy it specifically from the Ani, and he's able to take from Meisr money to buy from there. It would make sense that based on this halacha of the Tzadokho Mishpat, if a person is entitled to patronize the non-Jew, but the Jew is poor, the Yid is a poor person, or he's a startup, he's just starting out, or whatever it is, a person should, is, should go the extra mile and buy specifically from him, and if he's afraid of this loss, he should have the right to subsidize it from Meiser money to be able to offset the loss, and this way he can make the mitzvah of being and also at the same time he's making the mitzvah of Meiser, he's, being, he's solving the problem for himself and at the same time being Messiahness to you. To read the words of Zohar Mishpat inside, Perak Vav Zain in the middle, a person wanted to buy a Sefer Torah for cheap, he could get it cheaper. Is he able to pay more money to the seller who is an Ani from Meiser money? So he has the option to go someplace else to get it cheaper, but he wants to be Mechazic, he wants to be Mefarnas the Ani, and pay him more, as he wants to know, can he take the extra money from Meiser? Maybe it's a question of Gnevis Das. He says, there's no Isser of Gnevis Das, and he came, comes out at the end that there's no Isser also to take the, the, the Meiser and, and pay more money for the Sefer Torah. So as we said before, the same halacha would apply in our case of a person giving Parnassah to a Yid as opposed to getting from a guy, Lachari would be allowed to take Meiser money from, uh, from, from his Chiyav Meiser and use it to buy the, the, that, that item from the Yid. I just want to point out, it could be that this hatha would only be if it's a significant amount more. But if it's less than the minimum amount of a sixth, according to the Chavetz Chaim and the Mechaz Yitzchak, it may be possible that you should not take from Meiser money because over there you have the, the mitzvah itself. I'm talking about if a person wants to go a little bit further or he has a heter why he can get from a guy, for example, let's say there's certain, um, there's certain other mitigating factors that allow him to not buy from the yid, he can buy from the guy. In those cases, which we spoke about before, in those cases he'd be able to take the master money and be able to buy it from the yid.